Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. I want to thank Skylight, and I especially want to... uh, Thanks, Skylight, not only for having us tonight, but also for the constant presence and support that they provide to local authors in Los Angeles. Uh, They've been warm and generous in hosting us for many, many years, Um, but it's not just us. They host, um, well, readings virtually every night of the week. Uh, and many of them support local authors. So I'm grateful for that, and I want to give you um, a charge, which is that uh, I want to invite you to buy something while you're in this wonderful bookstore, because bookstores do not survive on free readings. (laughs) I know that might shock you, but, um, you know, you can pick up a gift for somebody. They have... Uh, the latest and greatest. They have a wonderful collection of poetry, a wonderful collection of books about Los Angeles. So take a little something home with you that you pay for, of course. Um, This group, uh, Poets at Work, is part of Writers at Work, which is a creative writing studio Uh, Not very far from here at all, just a couple of miles in Silver Lake. And uh, this group gets together every Saturday and works on pushing each other in terms of our content and our form and inspiring and challenging each other to, to keep going and to push further. So... Uh, It's always exciting when we have this uh, annual uh, sort of recital, if you will, for what we've been doing. Uh, And the theme today has to do with forms. And for people who don't write poetry, you might just think, oh, the poet has a feeling or has an idea they want to write about, and they sit down and they write it down, and that's their poem. But there's a kind of secret life of poetry, if you will, which is that we spend a great deal of time thinking about how we're going to arrange those words and those ideas, how we're going to... um, make the poem mean something even more through the way that we break the lines or um, the number of lines we have or the patterns of repetition that might be in a poem. And to the casual reader of poetry, you might or might not be aware of that, um, and that's fine. But tonight we're going to just pull back the curtain a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about the forms that have gone into our poems. And when we think about forms, there are the fixed forms, uh, and those are poems with sets of rules that many of them hundreds of years old, 
Um, the sonnet, uh, the haiku, are probably two that you're really familiar with, and there are more that you'll learn about. Um, so we borrow those forms and we see if we can do something new with them. Uh, but then there's also uh, the poets who make up their own forms and just decide, I'm going to make a set of rules and we're going to write uh, to those to those, uh, within those constraints. Uh, and sometimes we call them uh, liberating constraints. Because sometimes when you have a set of rules to follow, it makes you go deeper in your creativity. So, without further ado, there are nine of us reading this evening. And it's my pleasure to introduce the first one. So please help me welcome Helen Yeoman Shaw. Thank you, Terry. Can everybody hear? All right, excellent. Uh, my first uh, poem is using a more modern, less conventional form that was invented by a well-known poet, Terence Hayes. And um, what he does is he takes a, a line um, that generally comes from a Gwendolyn Brooks poem, which I, I cheated, I used, I used a different line, so I'm already breaking rules. And then with every single word in the opening line, he uses those words in the same order to end each line going down so that you can read the opening line horizontally or vertically which is really interesting. And um, I thought I would experiment with that form um, for this poem. One Woman's Search for Meaning. Opening line is a quote from Viktor Frankl. What is to give light must endure burning. What poet with pen as torch, scribbling in fumes, is not threatened by suffocation? subject to choking on the smoke she emits. You can give her protective masks. She'll toss them into fire, her light growing brighter, her words unfiltered. She must not be safe, nor censored, for her offspring to illuminate, endure. She gave birth consumed in flames, and is emboldened by the burning. My next poem is um, a traditional uh, Shakespearean sonnet in form. It's also an ekphrastic poem. And an ekphrastic poem, for those who don't know, are basically poems that vividly describe a work of art. And so um, the inspiration for this piece was a painting um, by a uh, French painter. Teresa Reading, 1922, Oil on Canvas by Eugene Antoine Durenne. Reclined upon an emerald chaise with a book as green spread wide, Teresa bows her head, exposes truths that lie inside. She hooks her fingers round the spine, clasps razor's edge. Each page slices her to pieces, though she appears to be serene, so her painter will not capture her wounded quivering. With each word, her world is shred, 
grows fainter. She is reading The Age of Innocence or The Morality of Birth Control. The twenties are roaring through her, intense, frenzied, ready to trace her eyes in cold. Tonight, she'll stop dressing like a matron, bite her green book, untie her pink apron. I always like to include a haiku in my readings here. Uh, a haiku is a traditional Japanese form, which many of you may be familiar with. Um, it generally contains three lines. Uh, the first line has five syllables, the second line has seven syllables, and the third line has five syllables. Uh, nature is, is referenced, and um, there's normally some kind of turn in meaning between the second and third line. Stone diaries hold Earth's arcane confessions. Rocks crack, spilling secrets. And for my final poem, um, I was very honored to participate in a contest called Sixfold, where the poets who enter are also the judges. So we judge each other's work. Of course, everything's anonymous, so we have no idea who the other poets are that we're judging. And um, after all the things are calculated, uh, the top 30 ranked poets are invited to be published in the anthology, which is really cool. We are selling some here tonight. You can also find them on Amazon. Um, or or uh, I think for maybe like a dollar or free online. They, they try to make it as accessible as possible. But I, I definitely encourage you to check this out. And if you're a writer, you might want to look into entering the contest. Um, this is a concrete form. And a concrete form is basically when you try to create a picture on the page that evokes the subject of the poem. So because I have a butterfly, I, I tried to create a look as if the poem had wings. So this is called Night Blooming Jasmine. Your hands, two wings, shivering with summer heat, spread like a butterfly across my back and I unfold. Arch my opalescent face toward the waxing moon. Open my mouth, pour my delirious sweetness into the sticky night. Thank you. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.